Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sanity Sessions. I'm your host, Clint Sabom. And if you like our podcast, please give us a review on the iTunes or Apple podcast. It helps us go up in the rankings and reach more people. And please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks all of y'all for listening. Um, Today, I'm going to be doing a brief episode on secondary disturbance. And this is a problem which I'm actually surprised it's not talked about more because I think it's a extremely common thing in just life for everybody, really. Um, and for especially for people that suffer with any sort of anxiety and depression, I think secondary disturbance is a lot of it because there's layers of discomfort and there's layers of being upset. And secondary s- disturbance is basically being upset about being upset, anxiety about anxiety, or anxiety about depression, or depression about your anxiety. It's a different level. And one way to look at it is, you know, if you have anxiety, if I have anxiety, for example, There's the anxiety on the front level, and then behind that, there's not wanting the anxiety to be there, and not wanting the anxiety to be there, and insisting that it's not there actually makes it worse, and that second level can often be much worse than the first level, you know, the level of not wanting the anxiety to be there and being frustrated about having anxiety can actually be worse than simply the initial anxiety, which is really just a feeling to feel. And in a sense, too, I think that's the way panic attacks can happen or anxiety attacks can happen or escalating anxiety you have anxiety about anxiety, you have panic about panic, and then it just snowballs till it's different levels, and it's panic about panic about panic, anxiety about anxiety about anxiety, and it's just different levels compounding, and then it gets out of control. And of course, the same way can really happen with anything. It can happen with any problem, you know, because obviously problems come up in life, and things that make us uncomfortable are inevitably a part of life, and then we can be upset about the discomfort, expecting that everything be perfect, 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 and that second level of being upset about the discomfort and not wanting the discomfort to be there actually keeps the discomfort in place, you know, and the answer to all of this from a thinking and mindset level is um, the same thing that it often is with these issues. It's acceptance. It's accepting the discomfort. And if it's, you know, anxiety, accepting the anxiety and facing it and feeling it. Or if it's a specific problem or issue you're dealing with and just the hassles of life to face the problem, you know, um, you know, otherwise you get into a trap where you don't want the problem to be there and then you're upset about having the problem and then you're upset about being upset about the problem and the layers just compound. So to get to that first layer, 
is really just acceptance. And it's a kind of paradoxical thing where accepting, you know, whatever the discomfort is actually helps ease the discomfort because it's really the struggle in the resistance against the discomfort that makes it worse. You know, it's kind of like the phrase, whatever you resist persists. And, and that's kind of pretty much what we're talking about here. And, um, you know, one way to know if you're accepting the problems or accepting the discomfort is to look at what does not accepting it look like and what does accepting it look like, you know. Not accepting it is the belief of I can't stand feeling anxious or upset. Um, or feeling upset makes life terrible, or life must never be uncomfortable. Um, and the behavioral component is avoid any situations that are associated with discomfort. All of those things are if you're resisting it, you're not facing it. You have a deep-seated belief that feeling upset makes life terrible and obliterates it, that life must never be uncomfortable, you can't stand feeling anxious or upset, you avoid any situations that are associated with the discomfort, you know, and as far as, you know, talking about panic attacks earlier, the way to really kind of get over the panic attack is the same paradoxical move of acceptance, accepting that you could panic, but a panic attack isn't going to kill you, accepting that you could have an anxiety attack, but an anxiety attack isn't going to kill you, you know, rather than insisting you must never have one, which actually, paradoxically, is going to bring it on. So what does, what does accepting these problems look like? What does, you know, ending the secondary disturbance look like? and um, some kind of rational beliefs. And a lot of this is influenced by a, a really good book I read recently called Three Minute Therapy by Michael Edelstein. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's a really good book about, and it has a chapter on secondary disturbance. And I just found a lot of it really helpful. And um, so what is, what is, um, accepting the problems look like? What does ending the secondary disturbance look like? Um, it's kind of the mindset of, although feeling upset is uncomfortable, it's part of the human condition. Just ex accepting that being upset at times is going to happen. Being uncomfortable at times is going to happen. And that's just part of it, you know, rather, insist rather than insisting that it not be there. Um, such feelings, negative feelings, uncomfortable feelings, they can prevent the full enjoyment of life. They definitely can, but they don't obliterate all your life. You know, feeling uncomfortable isn't going to obliterate everything you have going on, and it's not going to obliterate all the other good things you have going on and all the blessings you have and you're just being alive and being here, you know, feeling uncomfortable is not going to just obliterate all of your life. Um, and, and another good thing to keep in mind that looks like that's a way to kind of end secondary disturbance 
is realizing that the negative feelings usually come and go. You know, anxiety and depression is usually something that comes and goes. It waxes and wanes. And if it's, you know, not even on the level of anxiety or depression, you know, um, discomfort is usually something that waxes and wanes. It comes and goes. It's not going to be there all the time. So that way, when it comes, you you don't need to resist it because you know it will pass. It's kind of like the phrase, this too will pass. And that's usually how everything goes in life. You know, the negative feelings will come and go and certain periods will be more difficult than others. But kind of like I talked on the episode of learned helplessness and learned optimism, one aspect of learned optimism is, you know, realizing that setbacks are not permanent. They're temporary, you know, and realizing that they're not all pervasive. They're specific. They're not going to obliterate all of life. They're not going to last forever. They're actually specific and temporary. And um, if you haven't listened to it, that's a great episode to listen to. Um, you know, learned helplessness and learned optimism, that episode where I kind of go over, um, you know, the mindset of coming out of learned helplessness. And so, you know, the other good thing to keep in mind to end the secondary disturbance is that it's just always best to accept and face whatever discomfort it is. If it's a problem, accept it and face it. If it's a uncomfortable feeling, go ahead and accept it and let it be there. Allow space for it. It's almost as if by accepting your anxiety, you allow space for it to exist. And in that extra space, it kind of dissipates, you know, rather than contracting and getting all choked up inside, you allow space for it to exist. And then it kind of spreads out and it dissipates and evaporates, you know. So um, that's one way to look at it. And and the other thing is the behavioral component, you know, like a lot of times with the secondary disturbance, we'll just get into an avoidance trap where we'll avoid any situations that may bring on discomfort. And that just that just basically reinforces the discomfort and reinforces the power of that situation. So it's best to go ahead and confront and do the things that um, I mean, if you have to do them, I'm not I'm not saying walk into a dangerous neighborhood just to, as an exercise in conquering fear. But if it's something you need to do and you're avoiding doing it because it's bringing on discomfort, go ahead and do the action and keep doing the action. And that's kind of the behavior component of this rational emotive behavior therapy lesson, which is really what a lot of this is. So I've said a lot and hope you can digest it and um, gives you something to think about. Always best to accept things and accept the first level rather than resisting the discomfort that is there. And the secondary disturbance is definitely an issue because I think a lot of people just build up layers and layers of discomfort in themselves 
you know, so there's really tertiary disturbances and, you know, multiple level of disturbances a lot of times with a lot of us. So anyways, hope that helps. And thanks again for listening and hope you all have a great day. Mm-hmm.